Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2018. This is Catherine talking about Steps 8 and 9. Hi, I'm Catherine, I'm alcoholic and I'm, <coughs> and I'm sober today. Um, uh, thank you for the privilege of sharing. Uh, uh, yeah, it's... It's pretty nerve-wracking. Uh, I got sober when uh, I was 18, um, and so I've been sober for 18 years. And back then, uh, it, it was a little bit different, uh, the way that we did the steps. And, um, yeah, it's interesting uh, to be asked to share on my experience. And uh, it's um, humbling as well, because I sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, but, you know, do I really have, you know, that greater experience to share? And then I'm like, well... I'm sober, like it's worked for me, so all I can do is share what worked for me, and um, my sponsor also has a saying that she used to say to me, and that is, you know, what gets you sober might get me drunk, Um, and that's kind of true for me, you know, there's some stuff that, even with really good friends, I've had friends where we've argued in kitchens, because they're like, this is the way you should do it, and, um, you know, I had a friend who came over from the States, and... um, I uh, took a long time to do anything and she just couldn't believe it. She was like, how are you still sober? I can't believe you didn't finish that in the first three months. And I'm like, oh. Um, Anyway, so uh, to quickly identify, uh, I started drinking when I was 12 and I was off and I couldn't ever understand why you'd ever want to choose to do anything else when you could be drunk. And that's the way I I drunk. And uh, I grew up in an alcoholic home and my mum was getting drunk and my brother was getting stoned and my two little sisters were going through that house sober. And um, when I... Oh, I've got an eyelash in my eye. Um, when I got sober, I started going to meetings and I was like, oh, isn't it good that I got sober when I was 18? Like, I did no harm to anybody. Um, and I really walked around like that for about two years um, because... Especially in the early days, when I was about 11, my mum's drinking had got to the point that, you know, I was putting her to bed at night time and, you know, I was giving her half my dinner and I was making the kids lunches and I was seeing their teachers and I was doing a lot of caregiving in the family and I'd kind of become an adult. So a lot of my self-esteem came from the fact that I'd been this amazing big sister. Um, and uh, part of my story is I actually ended up going to... Um, too when I got sober to kind of deal with that side of things and um, anyway when I was uh, two years sober I heard enough to say to my sponsor I you know I really need to go through the steps now and that's kind of been my journey like I don't ever do anything unless I'm in enough pain to make a change and so we went through the steps and when I did uh, step four and five it was a really big rude awakening Um, you know I started realising exactly how much damage uh, I'd done, especially to my little sisters. And, um, you know, that was really hard to cop. You know, a lot of my self-esteem had still been based on the fact that, like, I'd been this, you know, good person for them and uh, and it wasn't wasn't true. And, um, you know, and also I had, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I... uh, I was one of those people who would always blame myself anyway. Um, and when I did step four, you know, I, my sponsor was, like, begging me to be like, all right, now some good things about yourself. I'm like, no, nah, there's nothing. Like, uh, yeah, and I, and I found it really hard. And, um, 
so yeah um but uh oh, i don't know sorry my head's a bit all over the place i've had five and a half hours sleep la 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 um but uh yeah when it came time to make amends so obviously after four and five you know there's some other stuff and uh life started to you know get a bit better and I put off eight and nine for a while and uh when I started making the list for eight uh you know my sisters obviously were on it um and making amends to my sisters I felt like I needed to do it in two ways one actually make amends and sit down and talk to them and let them say whatever they needed to say I felt like that was really important for me um because you know obviously growing up in an alcoholic family that's what I really wanted from my mum and um also then to just be there you know and uh I've been you know like there's nothing I can do about their memories from when they were kids uh, but there used to be a guy around AA who used to say, Jelly Night Jack, he used to say, no time for regrets but no need for encores. I never have to repeat that behaviour today. Um, and I've been able to give them different memories as adults. You know, I had one of them live with me while she went to university. Uh, the other one, I was there when she gave birth to her first baby. Um, I don't ever want to watch someone give birth again, but I... <laughs> Uh, I yeah I'm real overprotective I don't know how people do it um but yeah uh I did it and you know I've been able to be there whenever I need to be there and I've been able to be there in a really healthy way as well because I've had to work on myself to make sure that I could be a sister to them not a kind of weird half mother half sister and um that's taken a lot of work um but when I went to go write this list um I was like putting people on this list and uh you know some of them were like ex-boyfriends that I just really wanted to find out what they were doing now and um (laughs) my sponsor's just like nah there is no reason why you need to look this person up and I'm like ah you know and I think that's why it's so important for uh for me that I went through it with my sponsor um because yeah there were just people that I would have very you know I would have made amends to that I didn't really need to Um, and then there were people too that I, uh, yeah, yeah, that I didn't need to make amends. I was like, oh, what about this, what about that? And she's like, nah, you just, nah. Um, and also keeping myself safe, you know, there was an amends that I made to somebody who, you know, uh, their side of the street was, was pretty dirty, um, and so me cleaning my side of the street kind of made them go, great, now we can be friends, and we'll do all the stuff, and I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. You know, like I had to keep myself safe. I had to apologise for my part and stuff, but that didn't mean that I could open the door to have a relationship with them again because, you know, they'd stolen a lot of money off me. They, you know, hadn't treated me that well and I didn't want to put myself in that situation anymore. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty amazing. And, um, uh, you know, this goes into obviously the other steps, but uh, since I got sober, you know, the fact that I did... Uh, go through eight and nine means that uh, so many oh my gosh uh, my head's all over the place uh, how long have I gone? Nine minutes or something? Um, uh, yeah it's interesting you know I write the list as thoroughly as I could when I first got sober but things have popped up as I've continued uh, on my journey uh, it took me a long time to realise that I had to make amends to my mum um, 
and uh, yeah, that was sitting in a meeting in England, uh, going through the steps, and I suddenly went, holy cow, uh, and I got to make amends to her, which was good, and um, you know, there's a couple of people still walking around that I need to make amends to, but uh, you know, obviously I have no idea how to contact them, and um, you know, I just need to be willing to make amends to them if I ever bump into them. Um, because a lot of the things that used to keep me awake at night time was stuff that happened a very long time ago. Um, and becoming willing, I mean, to make amends for things like that meant that uh, I don't I don't keep, get kept awake at night time anymore. Four, five and eight and nine really helped to clear all that. Um, and I just don't get haunted by any of those memories anymore, which is so good. Um, uh, and, you know, nowadays if I do do something that uh, bothers me, I know exactly how to clean it up. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I don't know. The story just keeps popping into my head, and I'm like, it's not typically eight and nine. It's kind of uh, making daily amends, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, there was... Uh, there was a lady that I uh, did an acting class with and uh, she asked me for an audition and she gave me her phone number and um, I gave it on to some um, some other people because I figured they would want to go to the audition as well and uh, for three days afterwards, this was when I was kind of new sober, I um, worried about the fact that I'd given this number out to all these people and they'd probably ring her and she'd probably be real angry at me and stuff and um, and I set about in motion a plan that I would have done when I was drinking and that is to just completely avoid her and never do classes with her again um, and after three days I ended up using a, a payphone um, to give her a ring and tell her what I had done um, before mobile phones ooh. Um, and she was like that's fine I give out my phone number all the time and I was like oh thank goodness you know and I didn't need to have worried all that time and it's really interesting because she's still in my life today and I wouldn't have the career I have today if I hadn't uh, apologised to her and made amends like made amends that I thought I needed to make and uh yeah, it's it's pretty insane how life works like that, you know. I just need to continue to clear that wreckage and, um, yeah, and I think I'm finished. Cool. <laughs> Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.